I guess Poppy a few days earlier had found condoms in my drawer. And to defend me, that those condoms she found that I hid, the reason why they were so sloppily hid is because I bought them as a joke and put them in a friend's wallet. He needed me I, to overnight his wallet. I know, but really, it was like, a good thing. but they weren't I mine. I just didn't know you had a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Nellie. And I'm Dan. And this is Happily Demarried, where we talk about going through divorce and learning how to raise kids together without going through hell. Well, like pure hell. Like sometimes it's like hellish, but it's not pure hell ever, right? No, it's just pure hell. Yeah, but you date way more people than me. I don't actually date that many people. It's just that you date the same people more times than I do. You just alternate between two. Okay, but you date people and they don't know they're not dating you. That's because I'm nice. That's not nice. It's pretty nice. No. I try to be nice. No, you're right. It's very bad. That's not nice to, to date people that they but think they're dating you and they're not. And then they call me. But if you're not kissing somebody you're sleeping with them, then you're not dating them. <laughs> so the definition of dating is kissing. And sleeping with. And or sleeping with. What if you're just kissing them? That's dating, probably. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's dating. You're in trouble. No, that's dating. You've Are dated you? a lot of women. My definition of dating, I don't know if I've ever really... I don't know. I can't define it because... No, no, I can help you with this. Your definition of dating? (laughs) Yeah. It's a seasonal definition. You know what? Our daughter has actually come up with the solution for this. The the answer is that it's seasonal. In the wintertime, it's one guy, and in the summertime, it's another. So I want to tell you... Which is normal. No. It's cyclical. Um... You're like a hunter-gatherer moving on from have, one field to another. I have two favorite dating stories. One one involves a date you had, and one involves a date I had. Oh, I can't wait. Go ahead. Thanksgiving 20... <laughs> Gee, I wonder where this is going. Go ahead. <laughs> you weren't there. So it was a woman, and she thought... I wasn't there? You were in the garage like oh, you are all the time. Eye. You were hiding in the garage frying a turkey. And so me and the kids were left with the refuse of who is trying to date you, but you didn't tell her you weren't dating. And I, I know what you do. You, but she was invited for Thanksgiving, so she thought that, was, that meant you were dating. And you were just being nice because she had nowhere to go for Thanksgiving. And she proceeded to... She, she, the best thing that happened was she comes in from the garage. <laughs> she says, Dan just can't communicate. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, maybe he has nothing to say to you, which I think, I, I don't think she liked that. No, she probably didn't. No, she didn't. She might've had a few too many 
strong beers at that point too. Yeah, that was that was going. It might be. It's worthwhile to say that we actually do Thanksgiving together, even though this was a. Nellie and I weren't ma- married at this time, so I wasn't dating somebody else while we were married. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that is. But she's really nice. She is nice. Um, we spend. But you were all, right. I didn't have that much to say. We, I mean. Power to the people that date us, because we do spend all our holidays together, because I'm really not into... I had... You didn't have divorced parents, but I did. And the two-holiday thing, like, I wasn't... I don't know. I wasn't into it. You just get, like, this carted around and have... That's what it felt like. And if you have to do that, you have to do that. But um, Dan and I have always just kind of gritted our teeth and said, okay, we're having a holiday together, and you put your own... I don't know. I think divorce and having kids and thinking about how the kids feel is a lot of just putting your own feelings aside and going, okay, you know, I'm going to be okay with this. And you just force yourself to be okay with it. Um, so we do spend all our holidays together so the kids don't have, you know, divorce days. But that means that whoever is in our lives, usually they're invited because it's pretty chill and my other favorite well, story. In your life is invited. <laughs> That's not true. You can invite people. But I, I don't. I typically don't. But you can. Life's too complicated. With, with, with you had a girlfriend here for Halloween. To I my did? house, yeah. For the whole thing. No, you just came and trick or treated here with her and her kids. Well, it's kind of different. It's not like it's not like everybody's sitting around the table for Halloween dinner. No, but that was a pretty serious step for you. <laughs> it was actually. Um, and she dumped me. <laughs> My other favorite divorce story, and this is how this is how hard it is to to date. Maybe that's why she dumped me. I'm sorry. Oh, shut up! This is how hard it is to date. I think it would be hard to date one of us for how for because we do get along, but it's confusing. Well, I'm sure I for think, the people that date. I mean, I think that's a fair statement. I think that's a fair blanket statement. I think it's hard to date anybody after. They've gone through divorce, particularly immediately after divorce, because I think people are trying to sort through different feelings. I think there's a lot of tendency to uh, want to kind of embrace the fact that you have your freedom. Um, and so you do things that you might not do if you were being a little bit more thoughtful about it. Um, and so dating after divorce is, oh my God, it's so complicated. And, 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 and if you're really trying to be careful about the kids, that's when once in a while you need a dope slap to remind you that whoever it is who's in your life at that point who seems so important probably doesn't take precedent over your kids. So mm-hmm. you gave me a dope slap for that once and it was justified. And I, you know, didn't appreciate it at the time, but it was the right thing. Um, I only needed to hear it once. Um, my favorite story, I was dating a guy that I had been dating. I hadn't told the kids about him. Um... And so we'd been dating for like over a month and I was like, no, you don't need to meet the kids. No, you don't need to meet the kids. And then he met, he met the kids and, uh, you had the kids and it was a Sunday night. And so he was just here. So, and you know, Poppy had met him and was like called up and said, Hey, dad's making, dad's having a barbecue. Do you guys want to come over? And I was like, wow, that's very thoughtful of her. She must've liked him and she wants Dan to meet my new boyfriend. <laughs> so 
And I'm trying to explain to him. I was like, this red flag should be. <laughs> if I were him, I would have just driven away. So he's like, "Oh, you're good friends with your ex," and I go, "Yeah, we just, you know, we get along. We didn't have a great marriage, and we have a great divorce. I don't know. It's a, it, it's like a practice. It's like doing yoga. It's like you just practice being." okay with stuff and I think I've had two real things in however long we've been divorced where I've really you know been hurt or had to talk to you and so we go over there and I'm we're at your house and I'm I don't know if you remember this you were standing at the counter cutting up some vegetables I was at the sink next to you and the guy I was dating was at the counter with Poppy and I turn the sink off and Poppy goes, happy anniversary, you two, <laughs> because it was September 11th. And so I think she had arranged the entire dinner just to say that. And oh, she was scary with that stuff. it was, I, I just, was, <laughs> and you looked at me and you go, oh, it is. Yes. Happy anniversary. And I said, happy anniversary. And I was like looking at the guy. <laughs> What do you do with that? I like that guy. I like it when it's his season. <laughs> you know what? That's just... It really is... That's mean. I don't... That's just mean. Um, I'm sorry. I take it back. Um, but I, even that story, though, speaks to the idea that so much of, what, so much of the decision-making that we make with regard to each other is... How do we how do we make this work for the kids so it doesn't feel too weird for them? And it's dating is one of those dating is one of those things where you, there is an element of that you cannot unweird. There is always going to be that strangeness because kids are sitting there they're they're feeling torn with their loyalties because they've got a mom and a dad and they are dedicated whether they say it or not they're dedicated to the well being of their mom and their dad. So when their mom or their dad is dating somebody else. There's always this sort of conflict. It's like, what if I like this person? I should probably not like this person. And different kids handle that stuff differently. I know if you think about how one of our kids handles it, he's like, whatever. You guys do whatever you want. And the other one is more, she's a little bit more standoffish, at least up front. Well, I think she just gets her feelings out. And I think Gus, Gus does what you do and buries it. Mm. And you know what I heard? You know how people have swear jars? Yeah. Well, I heard someone who has a therapy jar. And so everything your parents do that you're going to talk about in therapy in 20 years, you put it in the jar. And I think I'm going to start doing that because our kids are going to have like a, and it's not like it's been whatever. I think therapy is great for everyone because I think it's like dental floss. It's like, you don't have to do it, but it's helpful. And some, you know, there's been times in my life when I really have needed it and times when I'm just like, oh, this is helpful. Um, like it's just a new way of thinking. Um, you know, it takes you out of your head and it's someone who doesn't know you and you're paying them a shitload of money. But I agree. And that's actually, that raises another good point, Uh, whether it's around dating or something else, we have always maintained a stance with the kids that if they need, um, if they need to, if they want to talk to a therapist, they have a therapist by name that they can talk to. And they've leaned on that. They, when they get into a situation where they need to talk to somebody, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's given them a level of comfort that 
they might not have had otherwise to know that there's a third party they can say anything to. So if we're doing something that we don't even necessarily know we're doing, they can go and talk to them. And then the therapist can kind of help them sort out how to address that. And it's been hugely helpful. I'm, and I'm sure it's been hugely helpful around girlfriends, around exes. I, I know Poppy has leaned on that from time to time. She's probably a little bit more attuned to that than, than Gus is. But I think uh, you love when I'm the center of attention in terms of bad dating choices as to you being the center of attention. Well, you know how much I like to be the center of attention. Right. And Not so at all. When, when it shifts to you being the bad guy, I'm like, yes. Well, but that's usually when I I make it clear that I'm not dating anybody. So if anything gets me to break up, it's when the center of attention becomes me. Right. But you can say you're not dating someone, but when that person thinks they're dating you, it's very confusing. For who? For the kids and for, you know, they don't. The kids don't often know what I'm up to. You think they don't. No, they don't. They do. No, they don't. They do. They They tell me everything, and I don't tell you because it's none of my business. There's nothing to know. They know what you're up to, dude. They don't. Oh, my God. You're delusional. No, there's just not that much going on. I started dating before... I I want you to know that... No, Poppy knew you were dating before you knew you were dating. Exactly. She has a... A sixth sense about, and I'm sure it's more tied into me than than you. She knows what I'm doing before I'm going to do it. It's very. She's like a. Um, she's like a. I can't explain it. It's like a supernatural. A what? She's like a genie. A genie. The genie. That's What's a, that? You have to look it up. Like a good witch that's just like. Sort of, it's just sort of like yeah. It's like a. Spiritual entity. Um, it can, I don't know the definition of it, but it's a good word. You yeah, she, she's she's psychologically brilliant in terms of. She is. She's she is perceptive. She she. So she's told me a lot of things about you that you think that she doesn't no, know about you, and she does. She knows. I just don't articulate it. I don't. She she tries to get me to come clean on stuff, and I'm resistant to it. Right, but she already knows. So not well, saying anything is still a lie. It's called she, the sin of omission. Oh, please. It is. That's sin of a my daughter. <laughs> it's, my mom taught me so, this. Because she's this like, did you have a party? And so I'm just like, you know, you know when you give the... We all know what a sin of a mission Right. I, no, we all don't. Because I didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm not lying if I'm not saying anything. But, but I'm not, I'm not, um, I, I, I think this raises another issue. And this is a good dodge for me too, is how much do you tell your kids? Like, what do your kids need to know and what don't they? And dating is one of those things where you can overtell. You can definitely overshare or you can get overdiscovered, which is also fairly uncomfortable. Um, I'll tell you my overdiscovered most uncomfortable story. Okay. <laughs> so, was I part of this? Yes. I love this story. Or maybe I love this story. So you were at the house to grab stuff. I wasn't here. Yes. The kids came up, grabbed stuff. Um I guess Poppy, a few days earlier, had found condoms in my drawer. And to defend me, that those condoms she found that I hid, the reason why they were so sloppily hid is because I bought them as a joke and put them in a friend's wallet. He needed me I, to overnight his wallet. I know, but really, it was like... A good thing. But they weren't mine. I just didn't know you had a penis. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they weren't mine. So I had stuck a condom in his wallet and overnighted it to him at Christmas because he was driving somewhere. And then I just stuck the condoms in my drawer. <clears throat> well, Poppy found them. And instead of confronting me, she brought them to your house. And then well, can, well, what did she do? How, let me tell you how this played out. So I'm sitting in the car while Gus and Poppy are in here getting their backpacks. <laughs> they come out to the car. And I can't remember which one of them said it. Said, Dad, we need to talk. And the blood just rushes out of my body at that point. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? And then uh, I'm like, all right, go ahead. And they're like, no, we need you to go home. You need to sit down for this. I'm like, okay. So we get home. I sit down at the counter. I think I'd rather they, be me in this story than you. They, they, Poppy, with great dramatic flair throws on the counter this package of condoms. <laughs> and I am doing everything I can to suppress laughter. She says, these were mom's sock drawer. <laughs> and this is one of those ones where like nothing's, you don't think on your feet faster than this. Their major league batters don't have to think this fast. Um, and so I, I, I'm like, well, A, what were you doing in your mom's sock drawer? Deflection. She says, Deflection. That's good. <laughs> she, well, it's, it's, it's your it's your private Thank sock you. She's like, I needed socks. I was like, okay, we got that covered. <laughs> and then she says, uh, and another thing about this, there were six yesterday, and there are only four in here today. That's not. She said it. I didn't make it up. And so I'm sitting there trying. Oh to my god! Myself if I could ever have sex twice in a night, sign me up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That is not true. So I don't care if it's true or not, but this is how it all plays so, out. And so I'm sitting there trying to figure out how to address this. And I'm like, well, mom and her boyfriend have been together for quite a while. They're, this is actually good. If she's using condoms, it's a great thing. And so the conversation went from there and she, they kind of backed off. And then Gus, just to make a little bit more comedy out of this, he's like, can you open it? I'm like, sure. So I opened a condom and there's this flaccid condom floating around the air and he's like can you put it on a banana <laughs> and so of course I did are you kidding me and then Poppy wants to, to invite you over and I'm like yes now I'll take it from here so I get a phone around. call I'm driving around and um, I'm actually with the guy I was dating and we're driving around and Poppy says it's a Sunday night like always and she said do you want to come over for dinner Real sweet and nice, and I was like, well, yeah, and, and I was like, okay, and so I hang up, I tell the guy I'm dating, hey, you want to go to my ex's for dinner, the kids are having their barbecue and the kids are cooking, and then you call, and I'm like, oh, he probably needs, you know, whatever, and you're like, in the garage, and you're like, you're being set up, and I'm like, what? You're being set up, okay, that Poppy found condoms in your drawer, and I thought she was going to take a pack of cigarettes out, which I was ready for, but <laughs> <laughs> she took out a condom and flung it out on the dinner table. <laughs> and I said, could you tell her I won't be coming to dinner? <laughs> I never went there. <laughs> I was a, that was an epic night. Oh, man. But I did. I mean, I did get the plug in for, you know, safe, safe sex, sex, which was good. So thanks for that. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, so that's one of those situations that 
you're sometimes your hand gets called and you don't get to make this choice as to how much you'd say or don't say. So I, I, I don't think there's an easy answer as to how much you tell your kids or not. I think a lot of that has to do with the level of commitment you have in the relationship you're in. I think a lot of it has to do whether these people are going to be a part of your life. I think one of the worst things you could possibly do is revolving door a lot of people in front of your kids because they pay attention to that stuff. I think it's really, really confusing, particularly right after a divorce when they're seeing a lot of partners coming through because they're not stupid. It doesn't matter how old they are. Right. Um, when Gus and Poppy were five and seven, they saw stuff and they knew stuff was going on and they don't really have the faculties to be able to discern what's important and what's not in that. Mm -hmm. And I think it can be really, really confusing. Mm -hmm. So to the extent that you're in something that's a little bit more involved or to the extent that you want to explain what's going on, like say, yeah, I'm not really dating anybody seriously, but I go out on dates and I meet some different people and I'm trying to find somebody that I want to spend some time with. That's okay. I think it's also okay if you've got a dedicated, um, you know, monogamous relationship with somebody. I've really had no one sleep in my bed when they've been here. Like, no, I, I never have done do that. that. Like, I have not got to that point, which may speak more to the dysfunction of our codependent relationship mm -hmm. than it does to whether that's okay. Because I think ultimately that is okay. I think it's okay for your kids to see a healthy relationship as long as there's context for it. Yeah, but you know what else I think? I think when you're divorced and say you have 50-50 custody like us, so we each have three nights. Um, because we do a night where we split each kid and we each have a kid alone. But So we each have three nights alone. If I can't successfully date someone for three full nights a week, that's a lot in a week. We, you and I used to have maybe two nights a month where we went out when we were married. Maybe. I don't think we had that. So three nights a week. If I can't date someone and not be around my kids, like, I don't, I don't know. They just don't need to. I try no, I to not. I, I honestly try not to involve them. But kids are kids, and they know you. And they know... Um, I don't know. I think they just want to know that you're loved, that you're being, I mean, especially Poppy. She just wants to know that we're being treated properly because she's very protective of us. She wants to know that, but she also wants to know that she's still a priority. Yeah. And I mean, that's an easy one for us, I think, but the, we've always been pretty careful about that. And I don't think we've ever had those momentary temper tantrums where we've been like, I deserve this and I need this. I think it's always been about the kids, which is limiting, but you know, they're not around forever. They're not going to be in the house forever. Um, and now with our kids being 14 and 16, you can start to see that there is a period where you're going to have a lot more free time and you you can indulge your desire to spend more time with somebody you want to spend more time with. Yeah, they don't really like us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they do when they need something. Um, but beyond that, they're, we're kind of, we're functionaries at this point. Yep. We're service staff. Shelter and meals and money. Yeah. But they have their moments. And they, they definitely still need, they, they know that we're there to fall back on. And I think that is a function of the fact that we've tried to be there and show up when we needed to. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it's about. is about giving your kids the assurance, whether you're dating somebody or not, that you're not going anywhere. That you're still present. Well, I think we've we've covered it. This is probably it. this is probably good enough for another. We should have some guests on next time we talk about this subject. But it's a great subject. It's a it's a really important subject. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, I see people doing it really well. And I see people doing it disastrously. Yeah. And I think the truth is that everybody does a little bit of both. The, the idea is that you try to minimize the disastrously and maximize the well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very difficult. People, after they're... When you, when you take away the need to procreate, um, being in a long-term monogamous relationship, it's got to be a really good fit. And it, it's fucking hard to find a really good fit. Because when you're 40-plus years old, you're not planning to have any more kids. You're not thinking about, I need to get I need to get my genes out there. You know, you're thinking about, I want to find somebody I want to hang out with and have fun with. Well, the truth is, it's complicated to hang out with somebody and have fun when you have kids. You have a job. You have all these other things. You know why I have problems in relationships? I'm, That's a loaded question. Because I'm one of the people in the relationship. Oh, no. I'm the common denominator in all my failed relationships. Yeah. And, when, and, and I am responsible for the majority of those failed relationships. I'm and sure thank God the kids, don't, the kids don't know about all the people that they didn't know I was dating. Because it's true. You're, you're, you're just reaching out there and you're trying to like... Three nights a week alone, it just is boring. So you're just trying to connect, whether it's a love or, you know, it's not, it's not like physical. It's just like, you're just trying to like, I, I want to go to a concert with someone and have fun, or I want to go out to dinner. And there's, it's, it's so loaded when you're this old, like when you're, when you're a woman, everyone who you date is like, I'm not getting married. I'm like, I didn't ask. Like, I just want, just pay for dinner. <laughs> drop me off I'm, and then in your situation they're all like I can move in in a week no I, that's not really the case what, what I think is true in my situation is that I think there are very few available men in my age demographic who have most of their limbs are self-sustaining financially and shower on somewhat regular basis who aren't haven't been haven't been re-engaged in other relationships. I don't think it's a big pool. I think it's a really limited You pool. are popular. Well, I, I don't think I'm popular as much as I'm the only one. Oh, you're popular. <laughs> like the last last guy standing for some reason. Uh, what I like about the women you date is after it ends, they all contact me, which is... You make it sound like it's like the, the population of Guam or something. It's, well, we can go through, but it's we been quite a to. few... And they all feel like they have to talk to me. And I just am like, why Why do you feel the need to have to talk to me after? And the best was someone that you dated. And you said, oh, I really blew it. And, did it, and we were talking on the way to camp or whatever. And I said, I can't wait to hear from her. And you said, no, she'll never reach out to you. And three hours later, I got a message from her. I was dying. So I called up and read it to you. And I was like, Wow, I thought it would take a day, but it only took three hours. <laughs> I don't know. Are, this one's not going to make the edit. I can tell you. Oh that. my god, <laughs> it's so funny because have you has anyone I've ever dated contacted you? Like, yeah. Dan, I'd like to talk about Nelly. No, I doubt like, it. They're more like Dan. You want to hang out? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have. I've hung out with a couple of your exes. I know you have. I babysat one of them. (laughs) One guy I dated was like, if we're broken up. Shut up. One guy I dated was like, if if we break up, can I still go hang out with Dan? (laughs) 
Uh, no, you have good taste. They're good guys. <laughs> Thank you. No, I do. I like them. I have great tasted men. <laughs> the present company accepted. <laughs> All right. We've said more than enough for this day. Thank you. Thanks for your patience.